All right, everybody, we're going to get on this. I trust everyone is feeling good. Welcome to another episode. I was going to say exciting. This one's going to be kind of a short one. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Thoughts from a Lawnmower. And I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in. I know I I haven't been around in a little bit, but you know what? Uh, Life gets busy and sometimes I don't have something to talk about, but I have something to talk about today. And I want to share with you. Actually, I have a, several things that I want to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about in this episode. I want to talk about something that I think is kind of uh, serious that many of you have not considered or do not consider in your lives, especially when you go on social media. And that is how much information that uh, you give to strangers. When I was uh, growing up, my father used to tell me, and i got to remember, my father was in the military. If I had never mentioned that before, I'll tell it now. My father was in the military, and one of the things that my dad was always pounding into my, not literally pounding, but um, reinforcing, I should say, reinforcing in my head, in my mind, was the fact that I give out too much information. I'm sure you all have seen that the cartoon with Dennis the Menace, where... Dennis's parents have um, company over, and Dennis walks into the living room and says something to him totally innocent, but it's very clear that what he said was not meant for the ears of the company. He repeated something that his parents may have said in private conversation. Uh, When I was growing up, my parents used to say, when I was little, they used to say, they would talk about something, and then all of a sudden my mom or dad would say, little pictures have big ears. They would always talk about that. Little pictures have big ears. Of course, when I was little, I didn't understand what that was, but that was code for, hey, let's not say this around the kids because they will repeat it not knowing who they're talking to. And we all know that sometimes kids repeat things out of their contexts because they don't know any better. Children don't know any better. And, of course, as they get older, you you teach them that things that you say are not meant for other people's ears. Of course, if if parents are wise, they will not have these kind of discussions, whatever they may be, around their children or around other people's children. It's one of the reasons why when I was growing up, and, and I have friends who have similar growing up experiences, would say, Look, uh, we got company coming over. You kids go in the back room and play, or you kids go go outside and play. Or they would also sometimes say, um, "Look, children are to be seen and not heard," and that expression means that you're not supposed to be in the room while grown folks are talking, because grown folks are talking. And you know, sometimes grown folks have conflicts that they need to resolve or whatever, and sometimes they have to. Uh, deal with adult themes that kids have do not have the context or wherewithal to understand and they they won't at that age so it's better not to repeat those things in front of your children 
but but not only that, there's sometimes there's information exchanged between people that when taken out of their context can do a lot of damage. I'm not talking about gossip. I'm not talking about saying something rude about someone, but I am saying that sometimes you have an opinion about a person that is best kept private, is best kept within whether you're talking to your spouse or whether you're talking to you know, a good friend about an issue that has come up, that that information is not meant for everyone's ears. And one of the things that my father used to say all the time, my mother said it too, but my father was really adamant about it, was that sometimes I just talk too much. Sometimes, William, you just talk too much. And I couldn't understand at a young age why he was always coming down on me for saying things that I thought were perfectly innocent. That I didn't realize that I was harming things by repeating information that I had heard. And it usually was at the wrong time. That's 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 what that Dennis and the Menace commercial, uh, not commercial, but cartoon was, um, was kind of referencing. And we laugh at that, but because we know that there's truth to it. So anyway, uh, as I got older, I, and I got a little bit wiser, but there were still some times when I would have conversations with my, my pop and my father would look at me and say, you know, William, you give out way too much information about yourself. Now, I want to tell you a little something about my dad that is kind of crucial to understanding this. My father was in the military and even even the lowliest private, which he was not, but even the lowliest private comes into contact with information that is not meant to be disseminated in the public. And they can actually get in trouble for releasing information, even sometimes to their spouses. There's just certain things that are so crucial to not just national security, of course, but even the security of their squad or their unit, whatever, even the the base, that to give that information out, to even to even talk about it, is a violation of military conduct. And my father, uh, who's now in heaven, but my father did come into contact with sensitive information. I, I I'll tell you, this was uh, let's see, this was forty years ago. Uh, we were in Germany, and one late night, my uh, Father took my brother and I, it was a Friday night, and took my brother and I to the base that he was stationed, that we were stationed at, and he took us to his office, and from what I, I'm not revealing anything that is classified or anything like that, because I didn't know, I didn't know what we were doing, I mean, I had an idea of what we were doing now, but it was, it wasn't a security risk kind of thing. But we had to go, Dad had to go and burn some tactical maps. And so he took my brother and I with him. It was a freezing cold night. And we went to uh, to the burn barrel, which was, it looked like a rotisserie with a bunch of holes in it. It was, it was, a, it was an old, it looked like an oil barrel, but on a rotisserie. And it had holes in it. And you could open it up and you could put, the, uh, the items that you were going to be burning 
into the canister and into the rotisserie and close, set the fire and then you start rotating. So it got really, really hot and, you know, flames were in there and then he would rotate it. And I asked my dad, so why, are you, why are you just, why are you doing that rather than just putting it on a fire? And why are you rotating it? And my, my dad said, well, the reason is because we have to completely burn it. It has to be burned to ash. And we have to literally burn the ashes to ash. And I was like, well, you can't, you can't read anything. And my father said to me, because I was like, why are you doing this to old maps? I mean, if, they, if they're declassified, I mean, even at, I think I was nine years old, nine or ten years old, even at that age, I understood what classified information was to a limited extent. So anyway, uh, I asked my dad, so why are, why are we doing this? Nobody can really read that. And he goes, you would be amazed at, at just one little piece of information that can be deciphered could harm thousands of people. And you have to remember that when, when uh, we were overseas, that was the, that was the mid seventies and we were at the height of the cold war I mean, I was in, we were in Germany, and of course, at that age, I didn't really realize the extent of our of why we were there and and all that. I didn't realize how close we were to the Warsaw Pact forces that were behind the Iron Curtain. I didn't realize how close we were to that, but um, I learned that eventually, of course. But my father said, "You don't understand that any piece of information can be harmful." There are people that are trained to decipher just the little, the most little bits of readable information. You have to understand this was before the age of personal computers and cell phones. Okay, well that lesson always stuck with me because I under I, I began to understand that even what appears to be useless information can be weaponized, can be used against you. Of course, as I got older, I still had to learn my lessons about keeping my mouth shut and not giving out pieces of information that I shouldn't be giving out. And I'm going to tell you another story that happened years later. I was a teenager. I was a young teenager, and I was training to drive. And with my with my dad, we were he was an insurance salesman at this time, and so we were having to travel out of town. To, to go see a client, and so he used that opportunity to train me to drive on the highway. I had my permit and everything, but so we would get in the car, and I would drive, and to pass the time, you know, it might be a 45-minute or an hour ride, so a lot of times to pass the time, he and I would chat, and I felt, I started feeling really, really comfortable with my pop, and we weren't exactly, I mean, I didn't hate my dad by any means, I loved my dad, but I couldn't always relate to him. So in those times when we got a chance to sit down and we didn't have anything else to do but talk, I enjoyed the times that I could talk with my dad. And I started to feel a little too comfortable with thinking that my dad was now my friend rather than my dad. I mean, I didn't say anything or do anything that, you know, was disrespectful or anything like that. But I started getting a little loose-lipped about certain things in, you know, pieces of information I gained from friends or whatever or about other people. And I had this one story. Um, I had come into some information about a person that both my dad and I knew quite well, or at least we knew because we went to church with each other. And I proceeded to tell some information 
that was not meant for everybody's ears. Now, how I got came into that information, I don't remember. I I do remember it wasn't gossip. It was it was something that was told to me, I think, in confidence. And because he was my dad, I felt that I could share that information because surely my dad wouldn't talk about somebody, you know, this was between me and him. Well, after I shared this information, and it was, this was nothing life-altering, it was it was nothing, it was nothing nefarious, it was nothing really, really bad, but it was information that were it to get back to the person it was about, it would have been very hurtful. I didn't realize this at the time because it didn't occur to me because I wasn't trying to be hurtful. I was just having a conversation with my dad. Well, after I expressed, I shared this information, my dad went from being cordial. He didn't yell at me or anything, but he went from being cordial to being serious. He goes, William, why did you tell me that? And I was kind of taken aback because I couldn't understand why he asked me why I was sharing that piece of information. And he says, I didn't need to know that. He said, now when I, he said, I'm not going to change the way I act around this person, but now it's going to make me view this person in a way that I can't ever undo. I can't, I'm going to be looking at this person forever having that piece of information in my head and it's going to skew anything that I say because now I'm in, pre, I'm in uh, possession of that information. That was information I did not need to know. And somebody told you that information out of confidence and here you went and violated that person's trust. And of course, now I was ashamed and felt very embarrassed. And I was like, but dad, I was just, I wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He goes, it it doesn't matter whether you were trying to hurt anybody. The fact is, and he said, no one's going to know that you and I had this conversation. But that's the point. The point is, how many other people have you told? How many other people have you given this information? And I said, well, nobody. I said, You're the first one. He goes, well, let it end here. Don't give out information, particularly when it's about somebody else that has been given to you in confidence. Now, of course, he wasn't talking about something like if I knew somebody was getting ready to hang themselves and swore me to secrecy, or if I knew somebody was had committed a heinous crime. That's that's not what he's talking about. This was information that a I didn't need to know about, but it was shared with me, and b that even though it's not necessarily life altering, it was pretty it was pretty certain that that the reason why it was kept out of the public square, for the lack of a better term, it was because it wasn't meant for everybody's ears. The people who needed to know that information already knew it, and the people who didn't need to know that information, well, didn't need to know it. Because that information in the wrong person's hands can be used to hurt somebody, to dredge up somebody's past to for the express purpose of trying to hurt them. Okay, so I, I tell you all of that, to say this, and I want to add to this as I was talking with a friend recently who is a, uh, uh, well, he's a good old friend of mine, and he has been in possession of of sensitive information. As a matter of fact, he's a expert computer programmer and, you know, and all, and repair and, and, and support and all that. 
And uh, so he knows what all about security. He knows all about keeping your password secure and so on and so forth. Okay, and but he doesn't. It's not just that he was in the military and he understands the need for um, military discretion. Under understands the need for discretion when it comes to sensitive information. Now here's here I I was talking with him about a situation that I found myself in at work. I was talking with someone who was they were essentially a, a temp worker uh, assigned to my area, and uh, so she was kind of trained in our in our area. And that's all well and good, and but you know you 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 get to talking with people because. All you have in, in my area, it's you you basically have just the one thing that you do and sometimes to pass the time we would have a conversation, we have a chat or whatever. And over the course of the months that she worked with us, you know, we, we got to know each other fairly well and we talked about so we didn't agree on everything, but that's okay. It was part of the conversation. And uh but she said something very interesting to me, uh couple months in we had already kind of established some kind of working relationship and uh, casual conversation relationship and I don't really remember what prompted this comment but she said something to the effect of I know I know all about you I know all about you and and it was the way she said it was kind of I won't say snarky but the way she said it was kind of a little I don't know how to put it, just kind of like she's got something on me. And I looked at her and I said, you only know about me what I have allowed you to know. And she looked at me kind of incredulously. She said, what is that supposed to mean? I said, the only information that you have about me is based on what I told you. And I only told you what I wanted you to know. I told you everything I needed you to know. You only know about me what I have allowed you to know. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yes, that's absolutely true. And as we were going through, I said, and truth be told, I said, you've told me more about your life than I've told you about mine. And she kind of looked like she didn't believe me. So I proceeded to kind of rattle off a couple of things that she was saying about herself, that she had been saying about herself in a private life and things like that. And I said, no, look, I'm not going to take any of that information and use it against you. I have no reason to do that. I have no desire to do that. But the truth be told, a lot of that stuff that you told me, you should have never told me. She goes, well, I trusted you. Yeah, of course you trusted me, but you don't know really anything about me except that which I've told you. I said, you've already told me in your life how much she's, she's had a lot of incidences, a lot of, of uh, unfortunate situations in her life that have brought her a little bit of heartache and uh, actually a lot of heartache and she's learned from it and that's good and all but I told her I said a lot of a lot of the reason why you got yourself into those situations was because you exposed more information than you needed to and I proceeded to tell her about like my dad and, and the things that he taught me. And I'm like, see, what you don't understand is that you've said things about yourself that have given me enough information were I to be some kind of nefarious individual, I could use it against you. 
I could use it against you around here at work. I could use it against you out in public. Even though we're not even Facebook friends, I could use it against you on Facebook, and you would never know it. I could, I could so weaponize that information that you would never have any clue as to how some third or fourth party got a hold of that information. But you can't do that to me because I've only exposed to you what I needed you to know. And I mean, that was kind of the gist of the of the conversation. And she began to see what I was trying to point out to her when I started illustrating certain pieces of information that she had given me about her life. And I told her, I said, I can, I can, I'm doing, what I'm doing in my head is exactly what a criminal investigator would do. Of course, I don't have that kind of training, but it's not that hard to figure out certain aspects of people's lives. If I was an enemy, and I told her this, I said, if I was your enemy, I could figure out a way to hurt you based on the information you've given me. Now, why am I telling you all of this stuff? I'm going to tell you, I kind of joke with my wife about some things. I always tell her I'm full of useless information. She'll, you know, I, I, when it comes to music, particularly like bands like Van Halen and stuff like that, all the bands that I grew up on, I can tell you who, who played on what album. I can tell you who the producer was. I can probably tell you who the second engineer was because I read all that stuff. I, I used to devour. Whenever I would buy a record album, I would devour that stuff. And I, I mean, it got to the point where I could rattle that stuff off by memory. I, I knew, I, I could find, if, if a record album was produced by Michael Wagner, one of my favorite bands, I, if I saw his name on another band that I didn't know of, I would buy that album based on the producer because he did a great job on the, the album that I liked. And it didn't always work out that I didn't always like the music, but that's not the point. The point is, I knew who produced what album, when, who the players were, and I could rattle that stuff off. I could do it right now. And sometimes my wife would ask me questions, and I would just roll things off my tongue as if I knew them. And then I, you know, I could tell that I had given her too much information. She didn't really care about all of that. She just wanted a little answer to her question. And I would look at her and smile and go, yes, I'm full of totally useless information. But the truth of the matter is there is no such thing as useless information. When it's in its context, there's really no such thing as useless information. All information has its uses. It just depends on when and how you use it. Well, I was on Facebook this morning or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. And I, I found a, a post from, it was just one of those, I guess, random posts. And it said, it just asked a question. It was like, it was, it's one of those Facebook games. And the, the game is like, you know, how far away from the place you were born? How far away from the place you were born do you live? And I saw probably 200 answers. There was more than that, but I saw at least 200 answers. I mean, these people were saying, oh, yeah, I live a thousand miles from the place I was born, or I live five minutes from the place I was born, or, you know, all sorts of answers. And I'm going through and I'm like, guys, why are you giving out this information? It seems harmless, but one of the things that I, I went and posted was you guys do realize that you're giving away 
unnecessary information. You know this is how hackers get a hold of your personal information. You give it to them. I saw another game this morning. Um, I bet nobody remembers their fifth grade teacher. Seriously? I know I'm I know I'm talking to people in my audience who've probably played some of these games. I never play these games. I never do. The only comment I ever make is what I made on the how far away from the place you were born. I was like, you guys realize this is how hackers get a hold of your information. You give it to them. Stop doing this. Those are the only comments I ever make on those. Guys, I'm, I'm saying this to my listeners and anybody who happens to listen to, however many people are out there that listen, I'm telling you, you guys got to get better at protecting your personal information. Facebook is full of these games that these hackers use. I, I've, I've, had, I've been contacted in the last week. I've been contacted by, by so-called friends whose Facebook pages were hacked. Their messengers were hacked. And I can always tell because they always go, hey, or it'll be like somebody I haven't spoken to in months, maybe even years. All of a sudden they pop up and go, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, that's great. Have you heard about the International Monetary Fund that's giving away $5 million? And then I automatically know, nope. And I call them out. I say, you're a hacker. You're not who you say you are. You're a hacker. And I'll contact my friend through another way and say, hey, I hope you know that your Facebook's been hacked. You know, or they'll send me an, I'll get another friend request from the person I'm already friends with. And I'll, I'll ask him. I'll say, did you send me another friend request? And I don't ask him on the request. I ask him on the original. People, you got to be smarter than this. Stop playing these games because you're giving away information. I'll go back to my friend who does computers. I was talking to him about this very subject not too long ago. I was talking talking to him about this. And I was telling him how it amazed me that people are just, just willingly give away information I mean, things that you think are totally benign, but you give it away. What you don't realize is you're giving away your passwords. And even if you're not directly giving away your actual password, you're giving away hints. You know, you know, on, on like your, uh, some accounts that you have, you have to answer certain security questions. You know, who was your best friend in high school? Um, what was your first mailing, uh, you know, mailing address. What was your father's middle name? What was your uh, mother's maiden name? Okay, those are all security questions. Would you realize that you're giving away that information online freely of your own free will? No one is having to coax it out of you. You're giving it away. You guys are talking too much, to quote my father. You're talking too much. I was talking with my friend about that, and he said, the reason why you see that, William, is because you were raised by a person who handled sensitive information and was teaching you how to identify security risks. Think about it, folks. Think about the fact that you are giving away personal information and you don't even realize it. Facebook is full of nefarious people. Now, I'm on Facebook, too. Okay, but I'm very careful, or I try to be very careful, in the kind of information I disseminate. As a matter of fact, 
Uh, I've gone back and looked at my my uh, profile, and I've had to edit some information because that's information that nobody needs to know. You don't need to put that information on. You don't need to put your cell number up on Facebook. Anybody who needs your number, you can go through private channels and get them your number. The whole world does not need your cell phone number, okay? I mean, I don't even, if, I, I, I refuse to give my cell phone number to my own job. I, I really feel a certain importance about this because you, you, you guys don't realize how much information you give away. You give it away and then when you get hacked, whether it be on Facebook, you may not think that that's important, but if they're hacking your Facebook, they're getting a hold of information from places that, other places that you go. See, folks, privacy and security is important. If you don't believe me, think about this. Why do they tell you to protect credit card numbers? I know that whenever we get rid of, my dad used to get rid of, um, and I started this practice, my brother does this, you get pieces of information, you know, you got um, receipts, stuff like that. People will literally dig through the trash to find old receipts just so they can hack your accounts. It does happen. And it happens more often than many of us care to admit. And you'll never know where that threat comes from. I guarantee you that many of the people who have had their accounts hacked and money stolen from them and stuff like that wasn't because of some Chinese data breach, although I'm sure that does happen, or because somebody from North Korea hacked into American servers or anything like that. No, no. Let me tell you, it's because most adults are careless with their private information. If you pay a bill, unless you need that receipt and you got it filed away, destroy it, burn it, shred it. If you don't need it, shred it. That's why we shred our old cards. Shred them. And when you're online, when you're on your social media, don't play those silly, stupid games because you're only giving away your personal information. Anyway, uh, I hope that uh, I've kind of rambled on a little bit. I've tried to stay on subject, but uh, thank you all for listening. And I hope you enjoyed uh, this edition of Thoughts from a Lawnmower. Think about it, folks. Protect yourselves. Don't go online and play those stupid games. I mean, I don't care about like words with friends or something like that. I'm talking about playing those stupid questionnaire games because they're just they're trolling for information. All right. And there is no such thing as useless information. If it can be weaponized against you, trust me, that's exactly how the enemies of our country do things. The old saying, loose lips sink ships, is still true today as it was in World War II. With that, I want to thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.